Welcome to the Ask Dr. Boris podcast, the health and wellness podcast with Dr. Boris Del Cid and co-host Chrissa Booth. Hello, this is Dr. Boris. Hey, listen, although I am a licensed doctor, I'm not your doctor. So anything that you hear from me and from us here, make sure you ask your own healthcare provider. Please consult your uh, healthcare provider. That's right. Do not do or try any of this at home. Take precautions and follow your doctor's orders. Remember, we're not diagnosing, treating, or advocating that anything that you hear in this podcast is for you to use. So let's get into it. Dr. Boris, what is a healthy eating habit from start to finish? Okay, so healthy is a relative term. First, I think we need to discuss the history of eating habits. Let's go back to what is called the Neanderthal man's diet. So Neanderthal man and women, uh, they were not really um, supermarket shoppers. They actually were hunters and gatherers. They weren't supermodels either. No, but hey, they got it done. So hunters and gatherers. Females, women, were actually gather things such as berries and fruits and plants, uh, leafy, green leafy plants that were edible. The hunters, being the men, were out there trying to kill for protein. They will kill whatever it was that they could, you know, eat, and basically that will be their source of protein. Any, Any kind, kind of, of meat? meat? Usually they will like to have large animals. And since their tools were uh, limited, they didn't have guns or anything. They were, they were killing animals with uh, pushing them off the cliffs, throwing rocks at them, and, um, you know, things of that nature. They were not really ready to kill animals all the time, which meant once they got something, they will gorge. There was no refrigeration. They didn't even know if salt existed. They couldn't keep it. So when they kill something, they will eat it until it was completely consumed. So basically they would starve and then have a huge feast? Correct. So they actually gored themselves. And that actually created some of the, the ways that these individuals had um, fat storage as part of their uh, energy sources. So how do you think three meals came about? I mean, that's... Well, that came later, later, later in, in the history of, uh, of humanity. But let's go back to Neanderthal. The Neanderthal man was actually leaner than today's man. Had twice the density of, of bone in their bodies, in their skeletal system, than what we have now. They were actually taller. And that is attributed because of the consumption of green leafy vegetables. You're probably going to fight me on this, but that is how they got their calcium. They didn't get their calcium from thumbs, which got calcium in it, or dairy products. I thought they were smaller because I've been to museums and all their shoes are very small. Well, maybe their shoes, but (laughs) they were actually taller than we were, than we are. They were stronger, leaner. They were kind of big individuals because they were actually more active, physically active, and they had stronger bones. They ate a lot of green leafy products. Now we call those vegetables. They also had berries. 
that they gather. The women will get these products and they would eat these things until the men will capture, kill something with protein. So they would live on vegetables and berries and fruits until some meat was caught. <laughs> Correct. And then they will eat all of it. They will use the whole thing. They use the skins to cover themselves. Again, they didn't have refrigerators. They did not know anything about salt. Salt being the most uh, common and cheapest preservative. That came later on. Salt existed, but they, they did not know the properties did of it. Well, the Eskimos, I don't know if the Eskimos had salt available either, but the Eskimos actually are more modern type of uh, civilization. But going back to Neanderthals, so they ate quite a bit and their sodium uh, in uh, influx was no, not influx, but they didn't eat sodium. They couldn't have sodium on things that were hunted or or. Are you saying salt isn't good for us? It is very good for us. We need it. Salt is one of those minerals that are needed for our nervous system. But they didn't know at this time that they should eat salt, right? Well, they were getting sodium sodium for, uh, from other sub... Uh, okay, other sources. Bottom line, Neanderthal diet was much better than what we have now. Now, one of the results of Neanderthal diet is now what you've heard, the carnivore diets. Is this like the Okinawa diet or the Greek diet... Kind of. Tell me about the Okinawa diet. What are you talking about? Well, they eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, a lot of greens, and it's supposed to be one of the best diets besides the Greek diet. And that's what I heard in magazine. Well, the, the Greek diet is referred as the Mediterranean diet, mm -hmm. which encompasses all kinds of nations from the area. Lots of olive oil, vegetables too, and green leafy vegetable type of things, and meats that are good for you and organic in that sense. And, and fish. fish. Oh, exactly. So Okinawa being an, um, an island in Japan, they eat lots of fish. The people from Okinawa that are living quite a bit is, is said to be because of some of the other things that they eat. And that actually are from uh, roots. There's a specific root that they eat that they're saying it's really um, uh, beneficial and give you longevity. But Not the taro, something else, yeah. right? No, taro... Taro is very, really good, and but no, it's not taro. It's something yeah, else. I I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But all right. So once uh, you have the carnivore diet, it gave you fats and protein. Now let's break down what the caloric values of nutrients are. The three most essential ones that we have are protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Proteins and fats give you four grams four calories per gram so are you going to try to distribute these between the three meals like to lay it out for us or well you you're jump you're jumping you're jumping the gun now because three meals did not come right away let's just get the caloric value of, of these things and it'll make sense in a little bit so carbohydrates and proteins are worth four calories per gram to be exact if you want to geek out is kilocalories per okay. gram but fat is worth nine so fat has the ability to outperform carbohydrates and you're gonna go well why well we can make glucose or sugar now we'll go into our bloodstream that's what glucose is is blood-borne sugar from a process that breaks down 
fats. So when we get fat stored, it is actually your body exercising what is coded in our DNA not to starve. So in our cells, we have the nucleus of the cell. And inside that, we have the DNA coding. We are coded not to starve. You ever heard of a fad diet? Like, you know, yeah, well, I lost weight with a Hollywood diet, and that's eating, eat, yeah, well, eating, I don't know, mangoes and mango only, uh, whatever it is, the, the fad at the time. What happens is, yeah, 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 you're depriving your body from all kinds of things, including carbohydrates and nutrients, or giving them only carbohydrates and not having fats or proteins. So you break down tissue in your body, and then you go, okay, I lost weight. But primarily what happens is the second you start eating whatever you were eating back, your body goes, oh boy, yeah, I, 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 I was starving myself. So what happens is the cells that actually shrank, they were not destroyed. You can't destroy fat cells unless you take them out surgically. You suck them out with those suction uh, liposuction. Okay. So is that why they do liposuction? Because you're actually... They are removing the cells, but the cells that remain in the body will actually end up... Because I've seen a lot of people get liposuction and actually be bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what happens. Your cells shrink. The material inside the cell shrinks. And what happens once that shrinks? The nucleus stays alive. Okay. When you start feeding that body and the cells start getting a little bit of that nutrient that they were missing, the DNA from that nucleus says... We're not going to let you starve again. So after they, it reaches certain size, recovers uh, a little bit of size, it splits. So whenever you see these people that have been eating a, a, a weird diet and they lose the weight and then they start going back to eating whatever they were eating before, they gain it back very quickly and then some. So that's why, because it's also with diet pills, that works too, right? If you take those diet pills and then you stop taking them, then you gain all the weight back. Exact same, same response. Your body starts getting rid of utilizing that fat inside the cell or, or the inside portion of the cell. It's, it's an adipose uh, tissue is the name of it. So it starts using that, that fat in order to get energy going. So what you're saying is there's no easy way out. You have to diet and eat healthy the right way. Exactly. <laughs> there is no free lunch. Right. That's why one of the principles of health cultivation is eating habits. And eating habits are, are to be sustained in order to maintain that level function of systemic level function of homeostasis. So now some of the things that we've talked about in the past and we'll continue to talk in the future in terms of cultivating health come in and make sense. So going back to the fat, carbohydrates and proteins, your body goes, listen, I'm going to store this fat, okay? Because it's worth twice and then some, twice and a quarter of what the uh, carbohydrate will give me as, as, as far as energy. Your brain only works on glucose. Your brain does not work on protein. It will break down, your body will break down protein in order to make gluconeogenesis, new glucose or, or sugar production to, in layman's term. And also happens from fat. 
you break you break down fat and it's called beta oxidation of fatty acids that actually turns fat or fatty acids into glucose so your 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 brain goes hey listen you're starving me and i don't have anything else well you know what i'm going to the bank what's the bank for us fat accumulation so i got some energy stored here and it's really efficient i'm not going to get rid of it just by using it once or twice i got quite a bit of calories here i got quite a bit of bank quite a bit of money so your fat is hiding in there and then yeah and you you your body uses that fat in order to get that energy that it needs so healthy eating habits require that you have fats and require that you have carbohydrates and proteins but what you want to do in order to keep the fat storage is how do we make our body use the fat for energy rather than for storage and, 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 and for safekeep? So what you do is you train that, uh, your body to use that. And then I'm segueing into one of the things that we will discuss, intermittent fasting. Very, very big topic. And it's been around for a while. It's just very popular now. And the things that are, uh, the information is coming out nowadays from research. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's incredibly complex, yet it works. We can get as deep into it as you want in terms of geeking out of how it happens, the, the, the uh, biochemistry or just keep it simple. So question, how come I haven't heard any of this from any doctors? I'm just hearing it from you now. That is, okay, the paradigm, the medical paradigm is shifting. Research on these subjects have yielded information that is completely turning around the way we were taught before. You need to have three meals a day. No, you don't necessarily need to. You need to have the pyramid of, of nutrition that it says you needed to have, you know, protein and carbohydrates and all this stuff. It's really not necessarily being sustainable anymore because we've seen that now what we call being healthy is turning us into diabetics and overweight and obese people. And that's another benefit of the fasting diet. So if we just don't store the fat, we won't get fat. If we just use all the fat that we need instead of eating overeating or whatever it is that we're doing wrong. That's correct. That's correct. So what's happening then is this. When we're storing too much fat, we're utilizing carbohydrates for uh, energy. What that means is the amount of carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates that we're eating nowadays makes our glucose level or sugar levels in our blood to spike up. So what does your body do in order to level that is produce insulin. The most common problem nowadays in the United States and for that matter in the world too, but the United States more Diabetes. so. Diabetes? Yes, obesity, mm. you know, being overweight. Because what happens is, hey, give me sugar, your body says. It's a quick energy source. I need some carbohydrates really quick. So here we go. We go grab the chips. We get bread. When you go to a restaurant, the first thing you do, and I love, by the way, our sponsor, Ricardo's Place. It's the best with chips. You, you, can't, you can't just not 
eat them. Moderation, everything in moderation. And how often do you eat it? Now, what time do you eat them? But the other thing is it's culture also, like it's a cultural thing for people to get together and eat and get together and eat for a long time or at certain times. I agree. It's cultural to eat because it's cultural to be alive. <laughs> but it is cultural to eat exactly like you said, at certain times and certain meals and certain type of foods. But as you mentioned, some of these cultures, like the Mediterranean diet, like the Greek you mentioned, but it's just not uh, only the Greeks, have specific type of foods that basically are nutritious and have that balance of not being... So what you're saying is we're eating the wrong things. We're all eating the wrong things. Well, not really eating the wrong things, but it's, it's a question of the what, the how much, and the when. Of, of things that are really not nutrient-dense. So having had the production of, well, I don't, not calling it production, having discovered grains, okay, the Neanderthal men and women did not eat grains. They didn't have wheat. Not that it didn't exist, but they didn't eat that. Rice. They didn't have rice. Correct. And if they did, it will be uh, consumed in their more raw or natural way with the brand. So when you have brown rice, how long does it take you to cook it? Longer than white rice. Correct. White rice, 20 minutes. Brown rice, between yeah. 45 to 50. And that's because it's kept one layer of bran in it. It has to be broken down. Um, white rice, it's absolutely devoided or denuded of that brand. So when it gets to your to your uh, intestine, because you start the, the digestion is not in your in your intestine. By the way, your your uh, digestive tract um, starts production not production, but starts digestion of carbohydrates in your mouth. Amylase from tylene is called. It's 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 seen or it's present in your saliva. That starts the, 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 the digestion of, of carbohydrates. So are you saying we shouldn't be eating white rice or white bread or white bleached materials or what? What are you saying? You can eat anything you want, okay? Well, if we want to be happy and healthy. Here's, here's, here's what I say. Moderation is everything. I mentioned also how much and when. So the what, the how much and the when. You're going to eat rice, white rice like that. First of all, do not eat a whole big bowl of it, okay? Because that is going to be way too much sugar into your bloodstream and your pancreas is gonna have to produce a lot of insulin and then you have a spike in insulin production to bring down that glucose that is produced because you ate a whole, you know, pound of So should we be eating brown rice instead of white rice? If you are going to be eating rice, which it should be every so often, you should not deprive yourself of things that you like to eat, but eat it less, the amount of it, and what time you're gonna eat it. If you're gonna eat rice, I suggest you eat it in the morning. Don't eat it at night, right before you're gonna to go to sleep. Right, but I grew up in Asia, so we eat rice pretty much every night for dinner. I, I understand, but it was a little bowl, right? It's yeah. not like you, you're, you're eating. You eat it with your vegetables. Exactly, now there is a reason why the vegetables are included. It's because fiber, actually, and the new research has shown, it's, it's just proved it. It's not new. 
uh, Fiverr is not doing something new now. Fiverr is now being researched and said, huh, in the presence of carbohydrates or the presence of fiber, by the way, you should be eating that fiber before you eat the, car the, the, the carbohydrates. Uh, the simple. When, how much, and the how, right? And, and basically, it, it gets all brought together and, and it makes sense. So when are you going to eat your, 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 your uh, fats and your carbohydrates and, and your proteins really needs to be um, closer in the morning, in, in, in the day. Why? Because then you also have the ability to burn those calories. Why do we eat? We don't eat just for pleasure. We eat really to live. It really should be eat to live. That was the Neanderthal diet, the Neanderthal man. Is breakfast, is it true that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Breaking a fast, that's what breakfast is. Depending on how late in the day you have eaten, you will have certain amount of time in order, you know, when you go to sleep and all of a you wake up to, uh, to go without food, right? That's your fasting time. If you go ahead and have, let's say at six o'clock you had your last uh, food, and I'm not saying you start, I'm, I'm a, being a purist on this because some people say, well, you, you ate at six. No, no, you started eating at six. And if you ate until seven, took you an hour to eat, well, you know, that was the last time you put something in your, in your body, in your mouth, right? So I'm gonna say, when was the last bite that you had that, that counts? So if, if the last bite was at six, then I will say, okay, yes, you have 12 hours until breakfast. You will break that fast at six in the morning. What's happening now is, Breaking the fast is giving up with the demands of your brain of, hey, I need, I need some of that stuff that makes me work. So what sure. I'm hearing is it's not even so much when you eat, but exactly what you eat. Here we go. The what, the when, and... So if you're having a much? fast and, and you, you fast for 12 hours, it's what you eat first. That's the Correct. most important. Exactly. See, you're just not the pretty face. Very smart. So, and and this is not rehearsed. We're, we're, we we didn't discuss this before. This is this is organic as it gets, pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's exactly that. It is what you you know what you're gonna eat. When do you? What is it that you're going to break your fast? Because if you introduce a carbohydrate that is going to be absorbed into your bloodstream, that means you know your the um, glycemic index, it puts it in the high uh, numbers, high position. That, by the way, means how fast a nutrient, something that you eat, gets into your bloodstream as sugar. So high in the glycemic index are, white rice is pretty high up there. Anything that is sugary like that, and and you say, well, I didn't know rice was sugar. Rice, rice is is, hey. is 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 a refined carb it's carbohydrate. It's a carbohydrate, and I say refined because we took out all the bran from it. So it's a simple carbohydrate. So is pasta. When was the last time you heard about a pasta tree? A pasta tree. Pasta tree. You don't yeah, find you don't find pasta. I'm being facetious. You don't find pasta. It's not cultivated. You have to. 
get the flour. And the flour usually takes, you know, a process. So they, they take out, if you, if you have even the, the um, wheat pasta, they take out the bran from that uh, wheat. So you get a processed product. And then you add stuff to it. Okay, well, I know that we shouldn't be eating processed food. So that, for sure. So when we break a fast, the last thing you want to have is those sugary cereals. Your blood sugar is going to go up really quick. And your your brain is going to go, oh my goodness, the pituitary gland, gland. It's like a filter. What about eggs and toast? Well, that's a good idea. But let's, let, let's finish this thought. So your brain goes, oh my gosh, uh, glucose levels are really high. Pituitary gland sends out insulin-producing hormone. Pancreas makes insulin because our sugar is so high that we're in danger if we keep it like that. So you got to produce directly proportional amount of that. So when your sugar levels go up really high, your pancreas needs to produce insulin a lot, okay? To, to bring that down. Your brain is telling you too much of this sugar, not good, produce a lot of insulin. What happens is you create a resistance of insulin. And that's what we know now as diabetes. Diabetes is not just you know, diabetes is is primarily insulin resistance. Wait, so you're telling us our brain is going to tell us this. How is our brain going to tell us that this isn't good for us? Is there any well, proof? The brain is not telling you that this is good or not. The brain is recognizing high levels of sugar in your bloodstream. And the only way that it knows how to deal with it automatically is sending signals to your pancreas and says, I know that you can bring this down by producing insulin. So produce insulin and your insulin production will bring down that sugar. Will this be happening through mood swings or fatigue or how are we gonna know? That has nothing to do with mood swings or fatigue. It has everything to do with after you've eaten. So it's just knowledge. The knowledge of being healthy. What do you mean? Well, as far as eating, if we're just not going to eat anything for 12 hours and then we get up in the morning and we should put the correct things in our body oh, 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 okay. to not spike insulin. Right. That's why we're doing what we're doing right now. We're, we're giving that information out. Knowledge is power. Okay. So knowing how your body works and what we should use. I mean, the decisions that we make uh, of what when and how much to eat is what we're trying to give out uh, as far as information. So if you know that you don't want to drink or ingest something that has quite a bit of sugar in it, what would be a better option? Hmm, something that is not going to spike our sugar levels. Fat and protein. Because it requires a more complex process in order to break down those fats and proteins and turn them into sugars, which give you, give you then the ability not to spike that sugar, I mean, uh, insulin levels and have you go up and down as a yo-yo and giving you that insulin resistance, which ends up being detrimental for our health. And we know that as diabetes. This is very important for me because I have kids. So the kids aren't fasting probably, but they are going to eat something in the morning and I want them to be 
uh, healthy before they go to school. I want them to be feeling well, feeling smart and balanced. So what should the kids be eating? What are the two things that kids, they shouldn't be eating the sweet cereals and they shouldn't be eating all that crap. What should they be eating? Certainly what you want is to stay away from sugary anything. Fruits are good, but not in, in, in big quantities. Give them something that has fat and protein, okay? A little bit of carbohydrates are good too. Remember, they're very active, they burn calories like crazy, and they are going to be using it the minute they eat it because their bodies are growing. So I'm not too concerned about fats and proteins for kids. Okay, well, there's so much that we got to discuss about fasting and intermittent fasting. So I would love to have another episode with that because that's a whole subject in itself. Don't threaten me with a party. I'm threatening. <laughs> we will talk ad nauseum with it, this because there's plenty of research and information to be uh, shared. And it is a more healthy way to eat. That's, that's what we're calling this healthy eating habits. Okay, well, thank you everybody for listening to our podcast today. It's been a really good subject and there's much more to come. Now, if you liked it, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up and uh, let us know that you like it. Okay. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Dr. Boris TV.